everyone. Welcome to When I Grow Up. Uh, thank you for joining us today. I'm excited to introduce you to uh, our guest today. Her name is Dr. Sugyung Song from uh, California, and she is a pediatric dentist. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Song. Um, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Um, so let's just get jump right in and get started. Um, Dr. Song, What is a pediatric dentist and how is that different than a regular dentist? Mm, Very good question. So uh, a pediatric dentist is somebody who specializes in working with children and um, educating them on their oral health and also completing treatment on their dental needs. And so um, we actually, as pediatric dentists, have to go through extra years of training. Um, So dental school is roughly about four years after you go to college. Um, And then on top of that, a pediatric dental residency is two or three more years of extra training that specifically, you know, you work with children. Um, A lot of kids that we saw, at least for my residency program, had a lot of uh, health conditions or Mm. symptoms. Syndromes. Uh, we call them special healthcare needs. And so uh, there are things that you as a pediatric dentist have to focus on and to have like a very large kind of like uh, knowledge of dealing with these types of syndromes and conditions. And not only that, but we um, children's teeth are so different from adult teeth right, and their mouths okay. are like this small. Yeah. And so uh, you have to learn different skill sets to work with babies and children and you compared to what you learn in dental school um, I see. To with adults. Wow. So you said it was how many additional years after dental school? Mm. So it would be two to three. Two to three. What mm-hmm. is that one year difference depending on? Mm. So really depends. Some programs, uh, well, most programs I would say out there are two years, um, but the additional year would be maybe to go get a master's. Um, a lot of times it would be in like dental sciences or some sort of dental related um, biology. Uh-huh. Um, so a lot of people go to residency, do their two years of clinical and um, academic uh, training. And then usually maybe that third year might be um, additional training to do research to get your master's degree. Holy smokes. I cannot <laughs> even myself wrap my head around that. However, one thing I do know about pediatric dentists is that I have two children under the age of three currently. And, you know, we have gone to the dentist several times for their checkups. And mm-hmm. my goodness, it is a thankless job, Dr. <laughs> Sok. <laughs> Oh, I'm like, I walk out of there and I'm like, holy smokes, like <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Um, and I say this because, you know, wrangling a three-year-old to sit still and check their teeth to make sh- for their benefit, you know, not not yours, mm-hmm. um, is just something that is um, mind-blowing because they will not, they're just screaming and yelling and crying. So um, yes. I want to ask you about this later but before we do the reason I bring it up is just because I just I feel you you know already (laughs) ah yes yes it's um tons of stories but yeah (laughs) (laughs) well but it's a lot of fun it is it's Mm -hmm. fun it is fun for me at least for me I don't know I can't speak for all the dentists out there but I mean that's the reason why I did my extra two years and um I I told my husband I was like you know what 
I'm actually really thankful that I'm somebody like I can say honestly that I enjoy my job. Like mm-hmm. I really like going to work. And you know, of course, every morning it's like oh, like that feeling of like oh, it's gonna be a long day once again of just wrestling children all right. day oh <laughs> and being being like emotionally abused sometimes <laughs> at work. It's like it's okay, but then once I get to work, I enjoy it so much. And then I come home and there's this like. Feeling of like reward and like oh I did it today like I feel really accomplished mm-hmm. and I told my husband like I'm so thankful that I can come home and say oh I actually had a fun day today at work versus like dreading it from start to finish yeah. you know um, because then that means I wasted my time and money my and my money to do my training right? no, absolutely I mean mm-hmm. it must be such a gift to be able to know that that eight years of investment was. Well worth it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's rewind just a little bit, if you could. Yeah. At what point in your life did you decide this is what I want to do? This is the path I want to take. Hmm. So, like many things in life, um, I didn't expect to be here. Like, I, I didn't expect to be a pediatric dentist. Um, a lot of my dental colleagues who went to dental school with me actually had uh, a long legacy in dentistry. So their grandparents were dentists and then their mom or their dad were dentists. And then so they became dentists very naturally. Whereas for me, I I have nobody in dentistry. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I never thought I would want to be around like teeth and mouths all day. It just sounds really disgusting. <laughs> so I was like, you know, that's not what I thought I would do. Um, but so... This all starts from a long time ago. Um, I thought I would want to somehow end up in um, healthcare, whatever way that is, um, because I grew up with a mom who um, had a chronic illness. Um, She actually had an autoimmune disease called lupus. Um, This was like when maybe I first found out probably when I was like in early elementary school. So it was around the time when my sister was like a toddler or so. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the reason why she got that was because she was just so stressed out. Like uh, we, we were, you know, first generations into America. Um, My dad was working for LG at the time and that, he was off all the time on business trips. So my mom literally had nobody here. It was just her, me and a little baby. And she had to do everything with her limited English to, you know, oh my take goodness. care of us. Yeah. It was so stressful for her. And so, um, eventually I guess somehow she got this disease. It doesn't run in her family. Um, okay. but she got it. And, um, I found out about that. Uh, I think, Later on, maybe like the true nature of it um, and how serious it was um, later on in high school. And I put the pieces together like, oh, I remember like when I was younger, my mom would just be so tired to like lay in bed all day. Or, Mm -hmm. oh, I remember those days where like my mom would have all these like bruises on her arms or like her legs are puffed up and her knees hurt. And like I didn't put two and two together until I found out about this diagnosis. Um, So seeing somebody who is sick in my family and having to deal with that firsthand was like, for me, a big eye opener, um, you know, going to doctor's visits with her and stuff like that. It was like, well, this is really unfair. Like this is really like diminishing her quality of life. And if, if there's anything I can do to help with that situation, I wish I could. Mm -hmm. And then I think early on, I used to work with um, children like in in Sunday school, like at church, or um, even we had this program in our elementary school when I was in sixth grade that you would read to um, the children in the uh, special education classes um, as a, you know, if they're in third grade, then a sixth grader will be partnered up with them. And we would read these stories to them. And I actually was partnered up with like children with Down syndrome 
syndrome or like mm-hmm. autism. Back then, I didn't know it was autism, but autism, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I would be like, oh, wow, this is actually kind of fun. And so um, I think from there, like the the desire of wanting to somehow be a healthcare professional mm-hmm. plus uh, working with children was something I already had envisioned by the time I got into high school. And so I was like, oh, you know, the automatic thing is like, I grew up under Asian parents, right? Very Korean American, you know, my background is like, let's go hard, let's keep working hard. And yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, my parents were like, oh, you know, you should be a, a doctor, like you, you're good at science and math, like you should do it. And I was like, I guess that's an idea, right? So in my <laughs> head, you know, I went to college, I went to college at UCLA and then okay. I decided, oh, I'm going to be pre-med. So I settled on a biochem major, mm-hmm. took all the pre-med classes and then um, took my MCATs, did all of that, you know, the whole shipping. And then I actually didn't get into medical school twice. This oh, is like, I did not know this. Yeah. Okay. So I applied first during my third year of college. And then I only applied to like top tier schools. Cause in my head, I was like, I'm the best, right? Like yes, I can only deserve course. to go to the best. Absolutely. <laughs> and yes. um, obviously I didn't get any interviews back. So that was very humbling. And uh, that was around um, the time when I was, uh, kind of struggling with my faith for the first time, I think. Okay. I had grown up in a Christian uh, household. So like God and Jesus to me was just like second nature. Like I've never questioned it. Yes. And then that first time in my life, I was like, oh, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, you know, for God knows, you know, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, you know, uh, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. And in my head, I was like, oh, that's for becoming a doctor. Like yeah, my, God yeah. has set me and given me a calling to be a doctor. And yes. then so it was challenging, very challenging for me to say like, mm-hmm. oh man, I didn't get in. What do I do? So I was like, you know what? The door's not open right now, but I'll try again. So oh I tried gosh, again. That is perseverance, <laughs> if I've ever heard before. Wow. Oh, okay. Lord. And so actually, um, I had decided to do a master's program at UCLA right after, uh, pretty much a year after I graduated. Okay. And it was in physiological sciences. So it was uh, it was a pure science master's. It's nothing to do with pre-med or anything. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I was thinking, oh, like, even if I go to med school, I want to get my PhD and be like a professor. Like I want to teach people. Like I loved teaching and helping people learn. Um, So I decided to do a pure master's also to help me to raise my GPA Um, because I thought in my head that might be the reason why I wasn't getting in. Um, Biochem was very, it was a very hard major, not to say the least. So So, um, compared to, you know, my MCAT score was great. Um, People, my counselor said there will be no problem. Like if you reapply, I'm sure you'll get in. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, so I reapplied. And this time I opened it up to all different types of schools, like top oh, tier wow, plus okay. low tier, even right. um, uh, not just the MD programs, but also the DO, which is the doctorate of osteopathic medicine, which is uh, also a practicing doctor. Okay. But uh, they, it's just a different type of school and program that you go to. And so um, I decided to open it up. And even still, I had no interviews. And I was like, oh my gosh, what like what is going on? Yeah. yeah. And so I was, I was kind of at a loss for words. And at that point, that was about 11 years ago. And this is around the time when I met my uh, current, you know, my husband right now, okay, but back yes, then he was yeah. my boyfriend. Uh-huh. And um, it, it was very humbling. And I, I kind of actually walked away from God at that point because I decided like, Hey, if God was the one that led me to this point and 
basically, um, I feel misled in this relationship. Like I thought he had my back and I served so I served him so much and I got no return for it. And this is just like the one thing I've asked him to help me with and he didn't get me in, then he must not be real. And so I made this like whole point to like, even though I was still going to church on Sundays and actually I served on praise teams still too. And I faked it all. Like I pretended like I believed on Sundays, but during the week I, I literally just lived my life, you know, like didn't care. Yeah. And it was a very low point in my life. I would wake up crying, go to bed crying, like not knowing why I'm crying. And like, I had this like major, like anxious, like anxiety attacks where like my heart would just race during the day and I like, couldn't figure it out. Yes. Um, but at that point is when I think God had to meet me again. <laughs> and yes. like, it, once you hit rock bottom, I think that's when you start to look up. And yes. um, at that time, my, my mentor, who is uh, one of our leaders at my church cur- currently, excuse mm-hmm. me, um, but she asked me, um, you know, what is the gospel to you? And this is, you know, that was a very almost like offensive question to somebody who had been a Christian for like 20, what? two, three years at the time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> like I know that answer. And then when she asked me, I couldn't answer it. It was the weirdest thing. We were sitting at a coffee bean outside and I was like, oh, actually I don't know what the gospel means. Mm-hmm. And then I just started bawling, like mm-hmm. all those years of teaching Bible school, you know, study and like Sunday school and all of that. It didn't even matter because it wasn't real to me in my heart. And then she was like, very matter of factly like, Oh, it's the good news. And then I started bawling even more because <laughs> it was, I guess in a sense, it was never the good news good to me. News, for yes. me. Yeah. It was always yeah. like, the burdensome news or the, oh, go share the four spiritual laws kind of news, you know? And so for me, it was very humbling. Like, wow, I lived my life wrong. Like, I think I treated God like the genie. And um, just because he didn't grant me my wish, I'm all angry and upset and saying that he's not, you know, real. And um, so at that point, I just started to kind of like look up again. And, um, you know, I prayed, I asked God to help me in this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I relearned basically everything about the Bible yeah. <laughs> again in maybe yeah. like two to three years. And then at that point I realized, you know what, all the bad things that have happened in my life, including my mom being sick, including my dad, like not being around as much in my childhood or um, not getting into the med school of my dreams or, right. you know, whatever, or not being married by 24 and having children <laughs> by 27, you know, like all these dreams that didn't come to fruition. Um, actually, God meant it for good. Like somehow this is all of God's plan. And I just like, literally it just, it was so eye opening to me. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, um, it was very funny. It was, it was very random. My mom called me one day. So I was doing my master's program and then, um, I was in our research lab and this is when I realized I didn't want to ever be a PhD ever because (laughs) I was literally stuck in, um, a lab with mice all day. Like that's oh all I did. Gosh. I would so this go to class after your 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 graduate undergraduate program, right? Yes, yes. So you were, okay. Yes. Yeah. So in undergrad, I did some research as well, but it wasn't like 
crazy like what I did in, in my master's program. But literally, you would go to class in the morning, and then the whole afternoon and nighttime, I would go straight to the lab, and I'm with mice all day. Like literally, mice everywhere. And um, what my job was, was I don't. <laughs> and so my research was on Parkinson's disease and wow. how we would see like um, like mice. We, there's mice that are specifically made to have kind of like Parkinsonian like symptoms symptoms mm -hmm. and we would um extract i know it sounds kind of scary but extract their brains okay, okay. and so they <laughs> and so basically you can imagine mice are like this tiny and then their heads are like this small oh and their brains are like tiny right and so um my job was to uh euthanize the rats or the mice and then uh do like basically like little heart surgery like using little needles to like like take out all their blood basically to clean them out uh -huh. take out their brain and then freeze their brain and make little like slices that i could see under a microscope it was it was not fun okay and so right now i'm like shocked like <laughs> but i guess someone has to do that yeah yeah like, i mean to I make these like do this reach research so that we could you know further medical things but yeah yeah it's uh yeah there's always that's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I love and respect all the people who do that, but it wasn't for me because right. I was literally losing my, my brain. Right. Yeah. And, um, my mom calls me after a long day of work and I'm, you know, I'm going back home. And then my mom calls me cause she was living in NorCal at the time. And I was okay. in LA and she's like, Hey, you know, like I just, I was watching the Korean news and I saw this ad on the Korean news saying, um, there is a organization called the Korean American Dental Association and they're doing a summer internship program for people who are interested in dentistry. Why don't you try it? And I was like, <laughs> what? what the heck? I was like, well, this is after I didn't get into med school right. twice, right? Yeah. So she probably knew I was desperate for something, okay. but you know, she's like, why don't you just try it? You know, just mm. pay some money, do the summer internship and just be done with it. And I was like, no, right? Like, that's a terrible idea. Like, I'll never want to be a dentist. That's Interesting. disgusting. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. <laughs> so then um, a couple days or weeks ago, uh, uh, later, excuse me, um, my postdoc, so my research mentor, we were working again in the lab. We were uh -huh, doing our little surgeries. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, she is from Ireland. So okay. in Ireland, they go from secondary school straight into their, you know, their field. So for okay. her, there is no college. There's no undergrad. It's just straight to grad school. Oh. And so she decided, um, you know, as a high schooler that, oh, I'm going to become a researcher. And she went to do her PhD. So um, she, it's a very interesting system. You know, they, it's not like the U.S. where four years of fun in college, you know, it doesn't happen like that. Oh, so. wow. That is very interesting. That's for another day, I guess. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she had mentioned, it was so random. Like we were just talking and she was like, oh, so how are your, you know, med school applications going? Mm -hmm. And I told her like, oh, I actually didn't get in or I didn't get any callbacks yet. And she was like, oh, you know, like if I were you, like, you're really good at these like little micro surgeries. You're like really good, like nimble with your hands. And um, if you don't like being in the lab, maybe you should think about dentistry. Like what? they do little nimble stuff like this. And like, you know, they're with people all day. So yeah. you're not like stuck in a lab. And she's like, you know, if I redid it, you know, if I didn't have to go straight into my field, I would have probably done dentistry. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> it's so crazy. Cause your mom random. just talk to you about it yes yeah. super random and i was like 
okay. Um, <laughs> all right. And so I walk home again and it, it keeps like coming up. Like mm. maybe I should just do it. Maybe I should just do that summer internship program and see where it takes me. Cause what have I got to lose at this point? Right? Can I ask you um, mm. at this point, how, like, how old are you? I am, uh, it was two, th- it was, uh, how old was I? 22. Okay. So, okay. So did you graduate early? Oh, so I'm a little bit younger because I'm a November baby. Oh, okay. So I'm a little bit younger than my colleagues. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you're still 22, uh-huh. um, which is young mm-hmm. to make this kind of decision. However, there there is still a long waiting period for you. Yes. yes. Oh long waiting period. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, at this point, uh, it was already like May and then uh-huh. the summer program starts in like June. So okay. I was like... Oh, let's just do it. You know, I'll pay and oh my just gosh. do it and see where it takes me. That is right? so crazy. Yeah. I, sorry, just to interrupt, just for one second. I mean, for me at this point, I'm like, you've already taken your MCATs. Mm-hmm. You did really well. You put the work in. Mm-hmm. You know, you did what you were supposed to do. And now you're like, what is going on? You know, <laughs> God is taking you through this journey. You're already doubted him. Right. And now you're like, okay, you know, what does God have for me next? Mm-hmm. Right. And so people in your life are like kind of well, what about this and, yes. and you're like I don't know what about this right yeah I'm, I'm blown away at this yeah point. I can't wait to hear the rest of this okay so continue <laughs> Dr. Tom, yeah it was just so random and like um that's the thing I think God was providing me opportunities to you know do something basically not sit there and mope in my sorrows yeah um and so I did the summer internship program and actually the um one of the first doctors that I met through that, his name is Dr. Brian Hong. Okay. And he's kind of the like the pioneer of pediatric dentistry in Koreatown in LA. And so, um, okay. yeah, and currently he's my boss. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like full yeah. circle. Okay. So very interesting. So uh-huh. he was one of the first, um, his office was one of the first that I visited. And um, mm. immediately I was like, oh my God, I love this. Like, this is where I'm, where it's at. Like, because he, you know, he is working with children all day and, you know, I watched his staff and him like, uh, doing these, like, you know, like having fun with the kids and just having conversation and seeing them like repetitively over the years, you know, like he knows them by name. Like when they come in and say, Hey, so-and-so like, how's it going? Like, how's your studies going? And I'm just like, whoa, like he has um, meaningful relationships with his patients and they're long-term, you know, we see kids from zero to even up to 21, even more sometimes. And so it's like, you see these kids grow up in all these years and you get to create these long t- long-term meaningful relationships with them and um, you get to help them in their oral health as well. So I was like, oh, this is actually something I'm really interested in. And so I shadowed maybe two two more other pediatric dentists. And then um, I kept going back to his office and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to apply. And at this point, it's like, I, I just took the, the DAT, which is the dental, I think it's called dental emissions test. Um, but that is the MCAT of um, dentistry, basically. Okay. Um, and so you have to take that test to apply to dental school. So Wait, I, before mm, you move on, yes. um, that test, mm. is it a lot different than the MCAT? Very good question. It for me, it was easier because the MCAT is super hard. Yes, like, I it heard is, it is unbelievable, ooh, unreal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, even that is a story in itself. I really thought I wasn't going to be able to get a good grade mm-hmm. or a good score on my MCAT score. Um, but 
these all my diagnostic scores, the the pre-tests that I took, I did pretty terribly. Like, oh my gosh, like I'm never going to get accepted with that kind of score. And then, but I already paid for the test, right? So I took it and then actually did pretty well. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, so that's why in my head, I thought it was God was providing like an open door. That's yeah, what I thought. Yeah. I, I, I would to think the that. same thing. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But then, so, you know, compared to that test, the DAT, um, it doesn't have the physics section and um, it has a math section instead, but it's like, like uh, math that you learn in high school, um, and which was actually really hard for me because I forgot everything. <laughs> and then um, they don't have a, like a writing section. I mean, I'm sure things have changed. Um, right. but the MCAT usually has like a bio section, um, like a chemistry, um, organic chemistry, physics and writing, at least okay. when I took it. Okay. But, um, the DAT has a bio section, um, uh, organic chem, chemistry, math. And then there is a, an, a cool section called the perceptual abilities test. It's called the PAT. Okay. Um, I might be getting the actual acronym wrong, but um, what it is, it's it's like 3D like puzzles, basically. Oh, yeah. And it's goodness. stuff that you would see on like gate exams, you know, like those okay, gifted yes. and talented uh-huh, stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> kind of like that, like things that you have to see, like spatial orientation mm-hmm. and you have to like think about how they um, come together and they have like angles too. Like how big is this angle compared to this angle and this oh, angle? So- <laughs> oh my gosh. And- I'm like, oh, this is not for me, but, but it's probably for a lot more different people, but anyways yeah that part was hard um but uh we had to take that test and compared to the MCAT I would say I thought it was easier because um I already had studied for the MCAT twice right Mm -hmm. and so I already knew like all the stuff in my head the only hard part was the PAT because that part you have to actually like practice and practice and kind of figure out little like tricks on how to like you know figure out 3D spatial orientation and stuff like that um Yeah. So, um, I took that and I took it real, like I, I was, I took it in a month. I think I was like, Oh God, you know, I got to get my application together. So I literally just studied real quick for it, took the test. I did all right. Um, and then, um, so I literally finished my internship in August and the application usually opens every year in May. Mm -hmm. So, and it's rolling, right? So If whoever comes first will get selected first. And, but I had nothing in my resume to write about, about dentistry, like absolutely zero. And so my mind, I was like, oh, I'll take this internship. I'll do it. And then I will re, I will apply next year. That's what I thought in my head. But I'm getting older, right? I mean, yes. 22 is yes. young. No, but-, but I can see how you would want to progress <laughs> things because. You need to do dental school plus the pediatric program. Yes. So, okay, continue. I understand. Yeah, exactly. So nope. I'm just like, we got to <laughs> we gotta go, you know, like, right. let's just apply. Right, and if right. it isn't God's will, I'll get in, mm. right? And so I applied in, I think I finished my application in late August. And in my head, I already knew, like, it's going to be a waiting game. Like, I'm probably not going to get first callbacks or anything for interviews. Um, but I actually got an interview on my birthday <laughs> wow, <laughs> for, okay. for USC. And so that was wow. the first program I got into for an interview and then um at the day that I was at USC on my birthday for my interview I got another interview for Loma Linda um so it was coming in slowly but surely these interviews were coming in um and then by the time um December 1st rolled around that's the the day of admission so like you find out if you get in anywhere 
on that day first. Um, so I actually got a call back from USC. And at that point, I hadn't had my Loma Linda interview, uh, uh, interview excuse me, um, that was in January. So I was like, you know what? screw this. Like, I'm just going to USC. Like I'm done. <laughs> I'm done waiting. I'm done with interviews. Like I don't want to deal with it. And so I just put in my deposit and that end is history. And so, um, that's how I got into dentistry. I know it's very long winded. And then, um, during dental school, um, there were many different paths. Like, okay. um, you know, in your, in your head, usually when you think of a dentist, you think of somebody who like fixes cavities and does fillings and crowns and stuff like that. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But it's way more than that, actually. There are many different types of specialties out there for dentistry, um, including pediatric dentistry. There's people called endodontists who do specifically work on root canals of teeth. Okay. Um, there's uh, oral surgery, which is um, people who like take out wisdom teeth or fix jaws and do like facial construction oh, wow. okay. um and uh, what else oh like a periodontist which is people who work around like the gums and the other like tissues of the mouth wow that's crazy <laughs> i had no idea okay is yeah. there any more yes <laughs> um there's a prosthodontist um who works with reconstructing like smiles and mouths in general of the teeth not oh, the wow. not the gums um and then there are let me think. There are definitely more. Oh, like oral uh, oral medicine probably mm -hmm. is one of the newer specialties that I've gotten certified. Um, they work with people who have like oral cancers or different types of like lesions in their mouth that need to be mm -hmm. diagnosed. Um, oh my gosh, I'm totally missing more. Let me it's think. okay. Yeah, but there's many more out there. There's, um, there's a lot. That's, yeah. that's insane. I just it's felt like, you know, when I think, you're right. I, when I think of my dentist, I just think one thing, like <laughs> clean my teeth, fill my cavities, count, make sure I have everything. <laughs> like, but yeah, I mean, okay. So you chose pediatric dentistry. Mm -hmm, okay? mm -hmm. And the reason for that, um, I was down to two, like, you know, so oh, one thing I have to put out there is that um, to become a dentist, a general dentist, that you can do everything. You can see kids, you can do root canals, you can extract teeth, oh. you can do all these things. Oh, okay. Um, so you don't need to go into residency. As soon as you finish your four years of dental school, you go out into practice and you can do all of the above. But oh, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. So actually, it's you don't have to specialize at all. But the reason why people specialize is because, number one, um, you might find a certain part of dentistry more uh, exciting. Like for me, working with children is definitely more exciting than working on adults. <laughs> so uh, I went with that one. Whereas some people love doing crowns or dentures or bridges, you know, uh -huh. certain things that reconstruct the smile, then they go into prosthodontics. Or people who love doing like root canals and cleaning out the little like nerves in the teeth mm -hmm. go into endodontics. And okay. so, um, you know, it, you can do everything as a general dentist. It's just a lot of times you might not have the specific training that you get in a two to four or even a six-year program. So just um, to clarify for a second, what you're saying is if you pick a specialty after dental school, mm -hmm. that is when you start a different residency program. Yes, yes. And so if you choose to just be a, like a... What family dentist? Is that mm -hmm. what, you, what you would call general it? Dentist. Um, general <laughs> dentist. General mm -hmm. dentist. Um, you could just go and find a job yes okay okay i see yes um so actually a lot of my friends are in general dentistry mm -hmm. and even as a general dentist you can choose and you know, pick and choose what you like 
Like if you don't like working with children, you refer them to a pediatric dentist. Okay. Or if you don't like extracting wisdom teeth, you send them over to the oral surgeon. So, you know, it, it really depends on how you want to run your practice. Okay. Um, so it's, it's a very, uh, like a wide field of like, you could do whatever you want, um, which is awesome. That's the part that's fun about dentistry. Yeah. Um, so, uh, oh, how I got into pediatric dentistry <laughs> was that, um, was that, uh, I was down to two actually, um, USC, the program that I went to, um, they are very big on clinical skills. So from like day one, you're put into the lab and you actually work on mannequins and you work on like fake teeth and you start drilling them and you start like, you know, making fillings and crowns and stuff. And so, um, other dental schools that are more academic, they actually don't start off right away in what we call the simulation lab or the sim lab. Um, and the reason why I chose USC, even though it's super expensive to go there, <laughs> um, the reason why I chose it is because I knew clinically that they will give me a good, very good solid training to become any kind of dentist that I okay. wanted to become. And so um, I loved it. It was like arts and crafts every day. You get to like drill little things and then you get to like plop on, you know, fillings and make them nice and pretty. Wow. <laughs> So you can see dentistry, how I would put it is it's the perfect blend of science and arts because you have to be able to do both to be a good dentist. But on top of that, if it's a triangle, the top portion is communication skills. You have to be a really, really good communicator in order for you to have a relationship with your patients and their families and to grow your practice. Mm. So that's why I love dentistry. It's it's the perfect blend for someone like me who's done art like since she was young. Um, it's just so fun because I get to work with my hands, make these little things. At least I don't have to work on mice anymore. Like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that is that's extremely eye-opening for me because I would never think of dentistry as an art, but it is, you know, like I want my teeth to look good. Yeah. And I want my children's teeth to look good too. Mm-hmm. So I that is um yeah, very amazing information because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would not think like that, that have mm-hmm. no clue about dentistry at all. Yes. Um I want to ask you. Um, I meant to ask you in the beginning, but Mm -hmm. I just loved your journey thus far. Now that you are where you are today, you're a practicing pediatric dentist. Um, After you finished your residency, as far as applying for a job um, afterwards, what what is that process like? Mm. Um, So... Dentistry is a very small world, um, especially I feel like in California, specifically Southern California, like, you know, people by second degree somehow. And so um, a lot of times it's connections. Mm. Um, it's a lot of times knowing who's out there. Um, and for me, okay, for example, for me, I benefited from my externship, the internship that I told you about, right? Yes, um, yes. where I already developed the relationship with my boss at uh, currently, but at the time, he was my mentor. Mm-hmm. So I knew him since 2011 ish. And um, I just continued um, to, 
you know, see, like I, I would see him sometimes at dental meetings. Um, and he sometimes would just text me or we would talk on Facebook and stuff like that. And so, um, one thing I really highly recommend anybody, um, for any kind of job is just to, uh, not burn bridges at all. Um, and to keep your connections open because mm-hmm. you just never know when, you know, you get that job just by a conversation be like, Hey, uh, you're looking for a job. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what? I'm looking to hire an associate. Do you want to come on board? It's like, sure. You know? And so literally it happened for me like that with my current boss. Um, he had seen that I had done pretty well in dental school. He has a lot of colleagues that teach it, either teach in our dental school or are mentors to a lot of our dental students. And so he heard about me. He kept hearing about me while I was in dental school. Okay. And, um, Thankfully, there were good things. And so he remembered that. And um, for me, it was maybe uh, a year before I graduated uh, my residency program. He contacted me and said, are you planning to come back to L.A.? Because I actually did my residency in San Diego. Okay. And um, so I was deciding, yes, like I will go back to LA one day. My husband's work is still there. Um, so yes. And he was like, well, if you don't mind, you want, if you want to come by our office sometime and we can have a chat and let's see if you want to, you know, work here. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> like, I don't even need to talk <laughs> yeah, to you. Right, like, right, I want right. to do it. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, thankfully even that for me was all of God's plan. Like Mm. when I look back on my life right now, all the good and the bad was for a reason. Um, like my mom's sickness was to make me more compassionate towards other people. Um, Mm. having a sister that's seven years younger made me pretty good at working with children, you know, and seeing, you know, just being around them and having fun with them. And then even like the dental internship, like who would have known that that person that I met at that office would be my boss today. Right. So, um, I think connections is huge. And actually a lot of people pay to go to USC for those connections. I I Um, believe it. Yes. (laughs) So I, I just believe that like whoever God puts in your life, there might be a reason for that. So always be mindful of that and just be kind to everybody you're, you know, you're with. Um, so for me, that was, um, he actually has three different offices. Mm -hmm. And so I worked in his LA Koreatown office, his Fullerton office, and also his Santa Ana office. Um, so I go around his three different offices and then, um, I also filled up my schedule for, um, certain days, uh, working with another boss who has some offices in, uh, Claremont and South Pasadena, Pasadena area. So you commute between all these offices. Yes, yes. So if there's a con with my job, it would probably, especially in California, I'm not talking about like Georgia or any other states, but California is so heavily saturated with dentists everywhere. Like you turn the corner and you see a dental (laughs) office. And so um, a lot of times the jobs are kind of hard to find in the beginning. Mm, okay. uh, you might not find that job that you want or like. And I got really lucky, I think, um, in terms of my job. Um, but the con about my job is I'm literally, as a specialist, just driving around everywhere. And, you know, my commutes, the, or the shortest one is probably like 30 minutes to Claremont. Mm-hmm. And the, the longest one is to Santa Ana, which is about like in the mornings, I like 50 minutes. But when I come back home, it's like an hour, 10, hour, 15 Yeah. So it's exhausting. That's probably the hardest part. Yeah. So, I mean, some sound advice that you had given was just keeping your connections open, uh, making sure you're networking. But when you do, to just have an open mind about it, because it seems as though not just in dentistry, right, but in a lot of cases, this is really important. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you said that that was kind of a con of your job is that the, the uh just uh, moving from office to office Mm -hmm. um, each day. Um, But I was wondering if you could quickly tell us kind of what a day as a pediatric dentist looks like for you, Mm. like what kind of things happen or yeah, what does it look like for you? Mm. So um, usually pediatric dentists work Monday to Friday um, as early as one of my offices opens at at 8am. We usually end by 5pm and literally you go in there to work with kids all day. Um, And uh, what I would say is a typical pediatric dental schedule um, looks like about, so we call them columns. So it's every column it, there's like it comprised of a patient and these appointments are usually at 30 minutes to an hour block. Okay. So I usually have three ish columns, three to four columns at every office. And um, the first column is usually an hour block for kids who need dental treatment. Okay. So fillings, crowns, you know, extractions, whatever. So about an hour. And then on the side, I have uh, checkups. So it'd be like a 30 minute slot for kid A, B, C. And so I'm switching back and forth between the kids. And so that only works because I have really good staff that set up the rooms, that clean the kids' teeth and prep them before I go and do my either my exam or do my treatment. I see. So it's a, it's a team effort. It's not just about the dentist. Right, um, it's right. about the whole team and the, from the front office to the back office and how we work together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's usually how it works until lunchtime. And same thing in the afternoon as well. Um, so I'm literally hopping between like each patient and each family. Um, so sometimes I don't get as much time as I want to spend with the family. I, I'm pretty actually, I try to accommodate uh, my families as much as possible, like with their questions. Uh, sometimes though, they, they just keep going. Right. And that will put me back for the next set of appointments that I have. Oh, man. So you have to be very good about like multitasking and right. also time management, like knowing when to just be like, okay, you know, Mrs. Jones, like today we'll, you know, we'll stop here and then we'll continue next time or whatever. So kind of have to work on that, um, in the beginning. I think that's probably the hardest part starting off as a, like a real dental professional. Cause in residency, you have like, in dental school, your appointments are like four hours. You're like, oh, yeah, ah, you yeah. know, oh, just no. one patient, you know, yeah. it's so yeah. easy. <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy though. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I usually, for my practice, I get to wear scrubs. So I go in like pretty much like pajama wear. Uh-huh. I'm so comfortable. <laughs> and, um, we wear usually a white coat or some sort of uh, jacket. Uh-huh. Um, and I literally work with kids zero to 21, some of them, most of them being healthy, but some of them not being so healthy. To and 21? Um, yeah. It goes to 21? <laughs> I, I did not know that. I thought for sure it ended at 18, but 21, okay. Like some there, of our practice. Uh, so technically, so I have some kids, in, especially in my LA office, because uh, my boss, Dr. Hong, had developed such long-term relationships with these children that <laughs> they go to college and then they come back in the summer or the winter time to get their checkups done. Mm. And um, I tell them at every visit, you know, you have uh, adult teeth now. You are an adult, you know, in the (laughs) mouth at least, right? And so there might be some needs that you have that I might not be able to Um, satisfy as a pediatric dentist. Like if they need a crown, like a porcelain crown or something, you know, like, I don't know, dentures, maybe, I don't know, whatever, implants, then it's something that is out of my scope of practice. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, I always recommend them like, hey, you can always come back here. Like technically I could take you forever if you really want. Um, But 
it would be nice if you start to find a dental home that's more accommodating to your adult needs. Um, and I usually try to, you know, kick them out towards like 18 <laughs> to 21. Um, but sometimes they, especially for Dr. Hong, they, they just come back. They love coming back to him. So, um, they, you know, they just have this relationship. They're not comfortable going with other dentists just yet. Okay. And okay. So that, that's, that's usually that's how my day looks. Understandable. Yeah. 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 yeah that's understandable. Um, what I forget my train of thought mm-hmm. as we were talking, but um, what were we talking about? Do you remember the schedule? Um, oh, your day to day, typical yes. day, typical yes. day. But mm-hmm. you were saying that you see um, people from ages zero to twenty-one, mm-hmm. and so that wide range of of patients um, keeps you pretty busy, I guess, from day yes, to day. Yes, yes. Um, so what I I like to do with my guests is um, before we end our time together, mm-hmm. um, maybe if you could just give like looking back on the journey, which has been um, from what I have gathered with our time together has been just really incredible. And honestly, for me, a little bit shocking. I had no <laughs> idea. Um, I should mention I've known Dr. Song since I was a freshman in college. <laughs> um, so it has been some time. So for me, I did not know this part of your life. And it's been really great to just kind of hear your journey up until now. Um, but before we end our time together, I was wondering if there was anything looking back if maybe you would do differently or any mm. advice that you would give to somebody that has interest in this field? Mm. Um, so if I can go back and do anything differently, I probably wouldn't. So the reason being is every struggle, every trial, every triumph and challenge that has been in my life has made me to who I am today. Mm. Um, you know, of course, if, if I could, I wouldn't want my mom to be sick. Or of course, if I can, you know, go to med school and not waste so much money applying, you know, I would have done that. Right. But God really had the perfect plan for me in all of those no's and the shut doors. Um, for example, I realized later on in dental school that I cannot be around blood. Like it sounds funny because dentists work around blood, but even in my rotation during the oral surgery department, you're taking out teeth, right? You're like extracting teeth Mm -hmm. with these forceps. And then there's this blood everywhere. And there has been a few moments where I started blacking out. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh, gosh, I'm going to faint. Right. And it was like really embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) And I realized like, if I can't even do that, then how am I supposed to go to medical school where they're like ripping open people and doing surgeries and stuff. And I was like, Oh my God, thank the Lord that he knew that ahead of time. Like in my head, yeah, being a medical doctor sounded great, but I wasn't fit for it. Like I can't, I can't do those long hours and those rotations and the long schooling, you know, for me, dental school is four years and then two years of the residency. There is this four years of medical school, like another internship year. And then like three, four, five, six more years of their oh, specialty gosh. training. Yes, I, I, I know. It's oh, insane. Yeah. yeah. And so thank God, like, really, I look back and I'm like, thank God that I, you know, I did not end up being what I thought I wanted to be mm. because God knew so much better mm. what was better for me. And so um, I am so thankful to be where I'm at today. And um, I actually wouldn't change anything because if I did, I, I wouldn't be here to say this right now. Yeah. Um, yes. So uh, I, I want to encourage those people who are listening today. Like you might think and look at your life and be like, oh, how come I don't have this? Or how come this seems unfair in my life? And how come it just can't be easier? 
trust me, I've done, I've thought that so many times as well. But in the end, God has a plan, and yeah. let's hope that um, that that plan, um, just like in the story of Joseph, you know, that his brothers betrayed him, he got slandered and put into jail, he went through tons of trials, but in the end, he was able to, able to save his brothers from the famine. Uh, what man meant for evil, God meant for good. Yeah. Uh, the saving of many lives, and so yeah. for me, I truly see that in my life as well. And so I'm so thankful for yeah. every high and low, everything that I've gone through. So I wouldn't change anything. Um, but in terms of like people who want to pursue this career or um, are you know open to trying it out, um, I would say with any kind of career, make sure you visit people in that field. Go to your dental office, ask them maybe in a summer, be like, hey, can I just shadow here Mm -hmm. once or twice a week? Or um, can I just have a lunch with you and ask you some questions, you know? And especially if this like cute young youngster comes up to you, you know, this budding person and just be like, oh, like, I want to know more. Of course, they're going to say yes. Nobody, unless they're a really mean person. (laughs) They will love that. They'll be like, oh my goodness, this could be my future protege, you know, somebody that I can mentor into this field right and so um i am so excited every time somebody you know asks me about dentistry or pediatric dentistry i'm like i would love to tell you what i went through because maybe it'll be a little bit more help versus like for me i actually didn't have much help getting into this dental field Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and I actually, so my sister, my younger sister, um, she actually is a dent, uh, dent, or she is in dental school and she's going to be a dentist oh, no in about a year and a half. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so I told her, like, I initially, in my mind, I was like, don't do it. It's too much debt. You know, there's a lot <laughs> of school loans that you have to take out. Don't do it. You know, but she, after seeing what I do and how much I enjoy it, I think that inspired her to try it out as well. She did the same internship and she loved it as well. And then she's in dental school right now at USC as well. So that's the thing. I think you just have to get yourself out there and find out what you like. So let's say you want to go into the health profession, but you don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. There's many, many different options, excluding just the medical doctor. There are nurses, there are physician's assistants, mm-hmm. there are um, there are technicians, like surgical techs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many different options out there that you can explore, but you just have to go and explore them. Like you can't yeah, just think yeah. like, oh, you know, I don't know what to do, but get yourself out there and start to talk to people in the field. Yeah, Dr. Song, I'm really glad that you said that. I think a lot of times um, young people do feel very intimidated and Daunt, it's very daunting to kind of look at a career and think, oh, I want to do this, but I have no idea what to do. And um, it's even intimidating to like think of yourself, you know, putting yourself out there, going and asking, oh, you know, do you have any opportunities here? But for you to say something like that, I think it's extremely encouraging for many young people. Yeah, you have to put yourself out there mm-hmm. and just do, do what you got to do. If you have this desire, um, the best Um, way to I think pursue it is to just open up your mind and seek the opportunity so thank you so much for sharing that with (laughs) us thank you for your story today Um, I really appreciate your time Dr. Song and um, I if you're okay with it I'd like to um, kind of put it out there to people listening if anyone has any questions maybe in the future about pediatric dentistry um, I will try to get you the help you need maybe Dr. Song can help us as well yes of Um, course awesome well thank you so much for your time thank you everybody for listening um, to When I Grow Up well until next time bye